Hey guys, welcome to our Disney market mini series here at the short term show. Make sure you like and subscribe. We're doing a 10 episode deep dive on not only this market, but all of our markets. So definitely check those out, like and subscribe to those the short term show short term rental management show. We got a lot of shows out there for you guys that hopefully uh, you guys are finding helpful. So uh, a couple things that I want to hit before we go into it is if you are looking for current purchase prices or current income numbers, we have those on our website at the shorttermshop.com. So be sure to check that out. Also, if you're looking to just hang out, learn some things from some other short-term rental investors, we've got you. You can join our Facebook group with us and 60,000 of our closest investor friends where we just hang out and talk about short-term rental investing all day. Same title as my book, Short-Term Rental, Long-Term Wealth. Also like and subscribe on YouTube to the Short-Term Shop channel. Also like us on Instagram at the Short-Term Shop. If you guys have any questions, if you're ready to maybe buy a property in one of our 20 markets and learn how to manage it from us for free, you can hit us at agents at the shorttermshop.com or literally any of the other avenues that I gave you right before that. So let's get to it. Welcome, welcome, Showtime, uh, episode nine, short term show Orlando. This rolls off your tongue, doesn't it? And we're going to talk about uh, things that happen often in this market, things that uh, hosts and and buyers in general are going to see uh, uh, regular occurrences. So a um, good example would be, let's just start with bugs. Um, I, I know, I mean, I live in Florida and, and the palmetto bugs are very common. Uh, what are you guys doing to... Uh, to uh to compensate for the fact that there might be some some bugs Wade, do you have a a guy that comes and sprays or what what do you, I mean, again everything's a system yeah so um once a month uh i think it's like 15 bucks 20 bucks we have a someone come by and spray for just bugs and they just go around the perimeter of the house that's it um we don't have i think major issues with like bed bugs things like that um yet i haven't encountered it and we'll get to that when we get to it. But just right now, general keep down on pests. It's just always a, a perimeter of the house spray once a month. Uh, and lizards. We see a lot of lizards in Florida, uh, but they're everywhere. Uh, I don't yeah. even make yeah. I don't little make geckos. Can we do so anything cute. about the little lizards? Geckos are they're cute. harmless. <laughs> oh, they're cute. Yeah, they are cute. But every now and then you get somebody that might say, oh my, or even a buyer, right? If I'm a buyer and I'm coming to Orlando from Ohio and uh, didn't expect that, you know, maybe. We're doing our part here to try and set the expectation. There's going to be some lizards, uh, um, but they are super cute. I had one. I had one in the house the other day, uh, and um, for whatever reason, I was trying to. This is this story is ridiculous, but I was trying to catch it from the the back. I just assumed not he was going to back up. Never the no, no, no not the tail. No. But I thought he was going to back the tail. into and. Uh, and no, so he ran oh, forward every single time. He ran forward, and I kept. Yeah, they'll run up the wall. They'll do whatever backward. Yeah. Uh, anyway. They're okay, faster cool. than you, Luke. Yeah, they are faster than me. I have had bed, bed bugs in Florida. Um, it's ne- bed bugs are never fun. <laughs> of course, we do have a couple of podcasts on that subject on the short term sh- short term shop YouTube channel. Woof. Uh, that is that is a conversation for another day. Not really anything you can do to prevent that. Um, so you're gonna have uh, wildlife yeah, in any happens? market. We're on we're wildlife. we have some properties that are on golf courses. So you got whatever comes with golf courses. You know, sometimes there are larger rodents running around there. There's gators. There's things like that. Not they're not going to be in your house or not that kind of thing. But they're just in the area. So 
you know, it's, yeah, I had it's a part of the environment. Um, a few months ago, and there was actually an alligator like sitting in the retention pond next to the property, like right there. And I've never seen that before. It was in Windsor at Westside. And the guest, or not the guest, the, my client was actually pretty freaked out about it, but he was glad, you know, that our pools are all enclosed and stuff. So, mm-hmm. yes. But no, we do have that wildlife for sure. Yeah. Good, good thing with larger wildlife like that in the neighborhoods is they will come by, pick it up with a mm-hmm. pest control or pest tech. If you report it to the HOA, they'll come by and remove those kinds of animals from the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. uh, I'm sorry, Mr. Host. We just saw an alligator at the retention pond. What do we do? Well, uh, I don't know. We won't charge you extra for the wildlife sighting. You know, what am I <laughs> supposed to do? Uh, but it does happen. Uh, how do if a guest complains about a dirty house? If a guest complains about a dirty house, I want my cleaner. Like, I, wow, sorry. <laughs> um, I I try to get my cleaners over there, check it out, and see. You know, or I, I ask for pictures. You know, like, hey, can you send me pictures of this so I can address it with my cleaners? If it is something that's there, then I want it taken care of. You know, I mean, my guests are number one. Um, but I want to know the uh, you know, if it's actually a real case scenario or if it is something that may be uncontrollable for our environment. And in that case, that's something I would include in my guidebook or my listing, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like that, like if you're, if you're uh, got sand, you know, you're on the beach, sand's coming in. Oh my gosh, there's sand. You know, like that's things, certain things are just going to happen beyond our control. Um, but otherwise I do want to make sure that my areas are top notch. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's, there's a fine line there because there are obviously discount seekers uh, that are going to come in and say, oh, I found some dirt and I want, you know, they're not going to say I want 50 bucks, but they want 50 bucks or whatever the case may be. So this all, this to me goes back to being, again, a good landlord, a, a good property manager, which is a great time for me to plug my podcast, Short-Term Rental Management, if anybody's interested in the nuts and bolts of what it takes to be a good short-term rental host or uh, just a good property manager. Um, check out my podcast, Short-Term Rental Management, where we get very detailed uh, about subjects like that and basically everything we're talking about today. But um, have a system. Yeah, it's like, like Holly said, you just got to have a system in place. And uh, it has gotten easier. Um, there are several uh, calendar apps now because that's usually... Well, there's, we're talking about two different things now. We're just talking right. about a guest complaining about Are you talking about order. it wasn't clean? It, it well, wasn't that. ready? Oh, that was that'd be, that'd be the other thing where if a guest shows up and it's not ready, that is also, that's really bad. That's not as normal, not as common as it used to be. It used to, back in the day, we were always kind of worried about when's the next time that's going to happen. Uh, and knock on wood, that uh, is not as common as it used to be thanks to, you know, Resort Clean and Turno and, and all the management softwares that sync the calendars together. Uh, but for me, it's, again, everything's a system. Um, I personally have no problem sending them the 50 bucks, you know, if, if that's really what they're looking for. I also will Instacart. Um, if there's, in, a, in other words, if there was a mistake made where the cleaner forgot to do something or there was a genuine complaint where something got overlooked like a shoe under a couch. First of all, I'm thinking to myself, like, why did you even move that couch? Like, why? I would never even think to look. I had that the other day. All right. I'm, now I'm talking more than I planned, <laughs> which is normal. Um, had the other day, this guest was complaining about XYZ. And then they said, and we found a shoe under the chair, under the, uh, the lazy, the armchair. And I'm like, I go, well, I, uh, I do apologize. We don't always have the opportunity to look underneath the furniture when we're cleaning the house. You know what I mean? Like, what do you want from me? Throw the Turn shoe away, upside down. Yeah. throw it away and move on. Who cares? Um, so anyway, uh, anything to add there, Wade, that you've come in con, uh, uh, happened to you with, uh, the cleaning process. Yeah. So every once in a while, someone will leave like a stuffed animal here because Disney people pick up, um, 
things from the parks. They'll leave like a stuffed animal and I'll have it found or left behind. Um, people leave pool stuff here, like floats and stuff for the pool. And I just say, all right, throw it away. If you want to use it, you can, you don't have to. Um, I generally don't make a habit of giving people money. I, I say, okay, what can I do to remedy this? If there's actually something wrong, but that's really it. Um, so far I have not had a complaint or negative review about clean. So, so far lucky. <laughs> a weird, a weird yeah. random thing that I've noticed here in our market is tape, scotch tape. And I've seen it on homes that I'm showing everything because they celebrating kids' birthdays, whatever. So the banners oh, yeah. are hanging up above. You'll just find scotch oh, tape in random spots and yeah, glitter and stickers because it's kids. We got kids everywhere. So you got uh, balloons stuck around ceiling fans. You've got, you know, little things that your cleaners pay more attention to here that they wouldn't in other markets, I think. But mm-hmm. scotch tape on the walls is, seems to be a big thing here. All the time. Yeah. I just ask my cleaners to take that off. They don't try. I pay a premium for my clean anyway. So I expect them to take care of those items. Um, water balloons is a big thing here too. I see water balloon fights and the balloon paste will just dry on the pavement and say, all right, well, I, I just get someone out there to pressure wash it. I've had that happen once um, on a larger home of ours. And uh, we just get someone out there to pressure wash it, pay 200 bucks. We don't know when or where it happened, but you know, once a year, 200 bucks, just to make sure the backyard looks okay. That's fine for me. Yeah. Yeah. And have a system. Well, hold on. Wait, I want to comment on that. You get what you pay for. Mm-hmm. You get what you pay for. You get what you pay for. Uh, but have a system uh, because people are going to leave. Their kids are going to leave stuff. My kids leave stuff. You know, they're, they're always leaving stuff behind. And um, maybe that's my fault, but you you got to, you got to, Give back, right? I I left a, a jacket at a at a vacation rental um That's recently, you? yeah, and uh, a, a coat, and uh, I was able to get it back, you know. And of course, I was willing to pay, you know, the the shipping and all that sort of stuff. But as a host, these things are going to happen, um, and you don't need a system. Like if you're brand new, I don't think I'd be too worried about building a system uh, about your your left behind items, your lost and found system. Right now, that's going to evolve. Um, and it's going to have a lot to do with the cleaner, but it is a good idea to go ahead and have that conversation with the cleaner right now uh, for the the time that it does happen. Say, hey, um, how do you want me to handle it if somebody leaves, you know, their kids uh, stuff behind and we need to ship it back to them? Uh, again, my opinion is it's better to not ask, but to implement. So, um, hey, here's what I like to do when uh, somebody leaves something behind. Are you OK with that? Again, the downside when you're brand new is that you don't really know what you like yet. You know, whether it's uh, the cleaner gets 50 bucks plus shipping to uh, ship the item. But uh, what I will say is you damn well better get a tracking number because I've had that happen before. Again, you learn from your mistakes as a landlord. I've had that happen where we ship something back. So it was something, you know, they were, it was so important. They couldn't live without it. And a few days go by and a week goes by and they didn't get it and they didn't get it. And then I realized that my cleaner didn't take a picture or or have a, the receipt for the tracking number. And all of a sudden, it's like, you know, now I'm in trouble. Now, luckily, that thing did end up showing up like two weeks later. Uh, but uh, that was where my system changed. From now on, if we are going to ship something, get the damn uh, tracking number. Because it's not my problem anymore. That's UPS's problem. That's FedEx's problem. Um, so just little tricks you learn as time goes by. Um, as a, as a good landlord. And, uh, speaking of how do we handle, you know, guests complaining in general, 
Um, I, I said, I'm happy to give him the 50 bucks. Wade's not, you know, so, uh, there's no, neither one of those are right or wrong. And maybe you start out not doing it. And then later on you say, screw it. I'm just going to smooth it over with these folks and give them what they're looking for. You got to go with your gut. It's all gut instinct. Um, and I think in our, our market too, we have in our market we have people that are here for other reasons that they can get upset at you about, whether it be like maybe the parks had to close or Disney had a certain mm-hmm. ride close that they wanted to get to, or um a lot of our homes are in HOAs and they may be having pool resurfacing or something done with the HOA community that they are staying in. And so we have to be prepared to um it's their vacation and they're not getting what they were hoping for. And so it may not just be about us, but we need to know what's going on in the surrounding area that may impact them as well. Let, let's uh, elaborate on that in the form of uh, weather, um, because uh, it does happen in Florida. I don't I don't want to sit as a guy from the Midwest. Uh, I don't want to think of a hurricane as being a common occurrence, which is what we're talking about today. But they do happen. They do happen every year, quite frankly, uh, somewhere in, in our general area here in Orlando. Good news is, is you guys are, are more inland uh, than, say, a beach town. So that's cool. But, but um, um, any of you want to speak on uh, what, what happens when the hurricane comes to town? Get insurance. Travel insurance. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a great idea. Well, travel insurance. Yeah. Explain that to me, Wade. So how, do, how does that work for, for a guest? So for a guest, they have the option when they when they book through Airbnb or another platform, or they can have it privately through like their credit card company or something like that, too. Um, in the event they, their flight gets canceled, if something happens to during their booking where this, something affects them in some way, um, they're able to get reimbursed for for that um, and or for the re- rest of the trip as well. Um, so I recommend they get travel insurance. Um, if a hurricane comes through, I am that is not my fault. I should not be penalized as a host for a hurricane coming through. My home is still available to them. Um and if they uh, are unfortunately able to leave or get out um, or get out here to the home, I just say, hey, there's travel insurance. I have it as a recommendation on my listing. Um, and if you're not able to make it, we can maybe host for a discount down the road or something like that. But I don't try and penalize myself for acts of the weather. Yep, I agree. I put it in my listing. Hey, no refunds for. All right. OK, I'm going to get in the weeds. Here's my system. A little bit of it. Um, I, I put, uh, again, I'm not in Orlando, but I am in Florida. Um, no refunds for weather. And then when it comes right down to it, if it's a, ter- well, uh, unless it's mandatory evacuation, right? Mandatory evacuation, full refund, no worries. But when it comes right down to it over the years, I have gotten more lenient. That is my system on paper. We do not offer this, but if they come to me, I have gotten more lenient in the way of just going ahead and giving them what they're looking for. Just let them cancel. And I figure the universe is paying attention. Uh, and most likely I'll, I got a pretty good chance of getting rebooked anyway. So I've kind of gone that way uh, over the years, Jessica or Holly, anything to add there? Yeah, I do. Um, you know, usually suggest to my clients that let's say, you know, you have a guest staying in a hurricane does come through, you know, to maybe have some extra supplies in your owner's closet. Um, water goes real fast around here in Florida once, you know, we know a storm's coming in. So, you know, in your owner's closet, maybe just keep some extra water, flashlights, batteries, that sort of stuff. So that in the event that a guest is here, um, you know, they have some supplies right there um, accessible to them. First aid kit, great suggestion, Wade. I'm a big first aid kit guy. I've got them all over the place. And 
uh, they come in handy, especially with a, I got a little kid, five and a three year old. So they actually, you know, they, they dig it when I get out the doctor kit and uh, take care of their little scrape or whatever. And, uh, uh, and hopefully nothing bad ever happens there. Of course, um, you guys are in just briefly, you're in, you're pretty inland, right? Like, do you get nervous when the hurricanes no. are coming or not really? No, I've never had a homeless storm damage in the state of Florida ever. I, I mean, we see uh, maybe like a loss of shingle or something like that. Um, but because our neighborhoods are so terraformed here for builders, uh, like they brought in millions of pounds of dirt to terraform these communities to turn them out of flood zones. They purposefully keep the trees at a low cut. Um, we don't really see the issues that a lot of maybe inland places have with flooding. We don't see the issues with high end, high wind with trees, that kind of stuff. It just doesn't really happen here in central Florida. I think the only thing that we really have to worry about is the power going out. Mm. All right, let's talk about swimming pools, man. Those guests, they love the swimming pool. Um, and here's one I just went through, actually. Uh, it's it's gotten, uh, we're recording this in October here in Florida, and it's gotten unseasonably cold. I, I don't, I'm almost going to use the word cold in the last couple of days. It's going to go back up, obviously. And it's just like in the morning time. But I had a guest, uh, they were checking in and, and they said, Hey, your pool heater's not on. And we were, you know, we were closed for the evening. So I didn't respond. I didn't even see it, actually. I think I was traveling. And my team was off, right? So um, I turned the pool heater on, but he was mad. He was mad at me. So have a day in mind. That's a good uh, re- good idea to turn the pool heater on uh, based on the, the hot or cold. That's for me. I'm, I provide it for free, which most people do not do that. Um, most people will charge, you know, by the day or by the stay uh, for the pool heat. Um, and if you're going to do that, make sure that you're reminding them you know, when the time comes, in other words, in uh, June, you probably don't need to send them a message that says, Hey, if you want the pool heated, here's how it works. But as October starts rolling around, make sure you're getting that message out there and let, let them know. Uh, my story was a happy ending because uh, I went back through and they didn't ask for the pool to be heated. And I'm like, we well, just showed up and decided that it was time to, to complain about it. Um, and so I was off the hook there and they were, they were cool with it. But, uh, um, how does it work specifically for you guys in in Orlando? I know Wade, you've got a pool there. So how does it how does it go down? Yeah, so there's two ways you can kind of do it here. One is with a remote control from your phone, um, and one is your cleaner physically goes by or someone goes by and turns the pool on and off for you by pressing the button on the side of the machine. Um, so I personally, I, I control it from my phone. I just set a reminder saying, "Hey Siri, don't actually, hey Siri." Um, Okay. Um, so for that, set a reminder on blank date to turn on pool heater, and it takes me two seconds to control from, uh, from my phone. So that's pretty much it for me. Do you turn it off when guests are not, uh, if you know, like uh, empty? If it's empty? Yeah. So I turn my pool heater on like two or three times in the entire year I've owned buying property. No one really asked for it here because it's 85 plus degrees year round and my pool heat averages 84 to 86 degrees year round. So (laughs) I don't really have an issue with uh, ever needing my pool heated. Okay. That's great. That's wonderful. Yeah. One Uh, thing, if it does get below like 45 degrees, I say we can't offer pool heating because it's kind of like similar thing with an AC unit. If it gets too hot and you're just blowing cold air all day, your AC unit can seize up. Same thing with a pool heater is if it is 40 something degrees and the pool is just constantly not able to keep up with the heat, your pool heater can seize up. 
Um, so I will say I can't heat the pool if the temperature air temperature is below 45 degrees. Okay. Yep. All good stuff to know that my pool is, uh, not like that. So, uh, every market is going to be a little bit different. Um, what do we need to know about golf? Golf is huge around here. And a lot of times dad says yes to the trip cause he wants to go golf. And, uh, how does he get to the uh, golf course? And, um, and then, uh, golf carts, which is not related to golf at all in the, in this scenario, but, uh, do, do somebody want to, uh, rent a golf cart? So let's just talk golf in general. Go ahead, Jess. <laughs> we're not, we're not so talking. some of our communities are going to be directly on golf courses. Typically if, um, a guest is looking to play golf, they're going to, you know, book at champions gate or book and reunion. Um, and you know, there are a lot of properties that are right on these courses. Um, so, you know, we have communities designed specifically for that. Um, as far as golf carts are concerned, I know that some of the communities do allow them, um, but they don't actually rent them out, correct? Well, here you don't want to have one on your property, in my opinion, because you'd rather use the garage for saving. I'd yeah. much rather turn that garage into a moneymaker instead of a parking lot. Yeah, I've seen a few recently so in Windsor Hills, the gr- so I wasn't sure I where the they garage? were. That's a good question. Or maybe, can, you, can you not park in the driveway on a regular basis? Well, there's only so many spaces. So if you have right. uh, you have like 10 people inside your home, you know, they're in two or three cars. They're parking in the parking pad. They're parking in front of the house. Um, sometimes we'll have even more than three vehicles in some in some neighborhoods. Um, but if you're losing a spot, um, creating traffic, it can make it more difficult for your for your guest. Mm. So okay. by taking up. Yeah. All right. Uh, bicycles, you guys doing that at all? Uh, I, I like to have some rental bikes around, but, uh, maybe not around in your, in your neck of the woods. I think we have um, one neighborhood that does rentals like the line bikes. They'll have like mm-hmm. the line bikes, um, over in Emerald Island. They have a uh, private nature walk where you can rent some bikes up at the clubhouse. But beyond that, our neighborhoods are just, you know, they're, they're cookie cutter neighborhoods. You're not really going anywhere. And once you mm-hmm. get out of that neighborhood, you know, you're on a main road with Walmart and, Chuck E. Cheese and all the other random, like you don't want to, it's not really a no. biking area in my opinion. Some of our HOAs, okay. like she was saying, Champions Gate and Reunion, they're destinations themselves. They kind of have everything you need right there. They've got the restaurants, they've got the golf courses, they've got um, the water slides, everything. So some people, and they'll go from their destination HOA community where their huge home is up to one of the parks and back. But a lot of times the kids just want to stay at the house with the HOA with the water slides and parks and stuff. So. It's not like you're going that the, our HOA, our communities are the destination. Absolutely. Um, all right. Uh, what about, let me ask you one more question. Let me, t- let's talk about traffic uh, and or parking. Let's like, let's say I'm staying at a house in, uh, in, you know, one of these areas. Uh, is there best practice to get to and from the park? Uh, do I drive my own car? How does that work? Go ahead, Jess. You love traffic. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's my biggest pet peeve around here. Um, <laughs> For the most part, people are going to drive. Um, if you're close enough, I guess you do have the option to Uber. Um, certain communities, specifically Reunion, they do awful sh- shuttle services. Mm-hmm. So it's really going to depend, you know, how far you are from the parks and, um, you know, what kind of arrangements you made. And wait at your house when you when you stay at your house. Well, of course, you live in the area anyway. But um, how do I get to and from my car from the park? Is it in a like a get on a tram to the car and then to the house? How does that all work? No, yeah. So, um, for there's a, there's very few neighbors. I think there's literally two that offer a shuttle. Um, just named one uh, reunion that has a shuttle that just goes to and from the parks and it drops you off at the uh, public right, access pickup. 
Yeah, and it's just like you walk right in, and there's the the big like they go to any of the parks that you want. It's just like a traditional bus, and they at the gate to walk right on in and get your tickets. Um, I recommend renting a car for my personal neighborhood. Um, one thing with uh, some of our neighborhoods here is you have to register all drivers coming into the community. So if you have an Uber driver, you need to register the Uber driver to come into the community to come and pick up your guests or not. Um, so that's something to be aware of. It takes two seconds to do. Same thing with um, like if you've got a, uh, what was it, Grubhub or food delivery, you need to uh, register food delivery drivers in some situations to come in and out of the gate. So I just tell most people, it's easiest usually to rent a vehicle. Okay, great, great. Well, um, I love you guys. We're going to hit uh, episode number 10 and, uh, and and enjoy every second of it. So I thank you for your time as we are uh, partying in Orlando for the short-term show special episodes. And we'll catch you again real soon.